Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love, especially if that person that you love is wearing new pet merch collection from our summer 2021 drop. That's right. Today, we dropped some sickening merch on ShopMorningToast.com. Some of it is being featured here on me. Some of it is being featured here on you. And some of it is even being featured on Theo. That's right, we've got collars, harnesses, leashes, dog toys, dog bowls. We've got it all, shopmorningtoast.com. It's very exciting. This is one of our most favorite shops ever, as we said yesterday. And as we said yesterday, that very soon you would be finding out what we were up to with our little secret project. So we did a little shoot, a little photo shoot. And we're just so excited about these new threads. Yeah, so this summer collection, we're doing shorts, I think, for the first time. Yeah. We obviously have our crewnecks because we are just obsessed with crewnecks, but we've also got t-shirts, we've got bucket hats, we've got dad hats, everything you need for a steamy-ass motherfucking summer. And I love this collection because it's two totally different vibes. Like, the same items, different vibes. Like, the nude to me is just, like, cool Kanye, but also, like, camper, Kanye camper vibes. Cool camper Kanye. Yes. And then this one is just, like, fun, candy, pliny. I'm wearing it today like I'm going to the country club for a round of links later. What size are you wearing? I'm wearing medium on both top and bottom. I'm wearing XL on both top and bottom. And I'm just feeling really great in my own skin. Yes, and I would say that they fit true to size. I would say that. Yes, the le- the uh, collars and harnesses also come in sizes depending on your dog. And the dog bowls are big. Like, they're really substantial. Theo's been loving it. We have one here. For your pajama or your pijow, make sure you... Uh, Hit up shopmorningtoast.com. Yeah, they're nice and big, so I'll be getting lots of water, lots of food, lots of breakfast. Um, Happy hump day to you. It's so nice that it's hump day. I'm just so happy to be getting over the hump of Um, this week. It wasn't hard to get over the hump because we slid into this hump day with the Real Housewives of New Jersey last night. I think we should talk about our night, how we did. We went to an event and like we definitely made the episode. We are definitely in the background because we were there for most of it. Like we were standing in key places. So Margaret I think, held a pride event. Yes, Margaret held a pride event in Inglewood. And I think we will be on the episode whenever it airs. Just like in the background, you know, a couple of... Extras. A couple of extras. We weren't seriously extras. No, it was funny. Like we were with Brian and we were literally like talking to ourselves about like how we were the least relevant people at that party. Like, we were full-blown extras. But the way we were talking and acting, like, we literally thought the cameras were on us the whole time. Like, we were the most interesting people in the room because we were. But it was cool to just, like, see how the sauce gets made. Yeah. And it was a really fun event. And Tina Burner performed. So for everyone who knows uh, Drag Race, it was 
Jackie, wasn't it pretty sickening? It was amazing. She she did this. I don't want to ruin it. But she did an amazing medley. Monologue. Yeah. And yeah. It was all the things that you talk about. It was yeah. comedy. It was ellipsing. She's like an For all your around. life. Yes. And yes. it was glam. Yeah. And the, the house husbands were all loving it. Jackie was a little starstruck. Who were you most starstruck to see? The whole cast was there. Except for one person. But that might be like part of the story. So mm-hmm. I won't share. And I was most starstruck to see Frank Catania. And did you say one word to him? Nope. Because that's me. Yeah, that's literally... You were four feet from me. No, him. like, I'm just happy to be, like, in the presence of someone. It's like if I saw Kylie at an event, we're not going to become best friends or anything. Like, I would just want to observe, you know? You know, it's probably... And so it, but it was really, like, shocking to see Frank Catania just, like, out and about. And it's probably, like, the for the best that, like, you and I didn't speak to him because, you know, Ben's in Miami and I would have taken Frank home with me, like... Yeah, but you were crushing on someone else. Who? Joe. Oh, Joe Benigno is like, has my heart, you know, the love of my life. But also I did have some eyes for Evan Goldschneider. Like he really is so handsome. He is. They're, it's just really exactly what it seems like yeah. on TV. So it was really fun to be a part of it. Yeah, it was very cool to see like the cameras. And like, I just kept thinking like it was about me, you know, and like it was hard for me to realize like it wasn't. I just didn't want a camera on me because I was trying to eat. The food was really the good. The food was really, really it good. It was Greek food. And like, obviously, you know, me and Jackie walked before the ladies got there. We thought it was like safe, like a good time to eat because like they wouldn't be filming. So we walk over to the buffet and literally we see a cameraman like, like his one job was to film people going to the buffet and getting food. And Jackie and I literally did a we're like, pivot. Nope. That's nope. not what we want to be known for. No, so we had to wait like another hour to eat, but it was worth it because the food was really good. Yes, it was. So it was a really fun night. It really and it was, was just like, you know, a night out. So unexpected, middle of the week, but here we are. Now it's Wednesday. Now it's Wednesday. It so nice to see, of course, the ladies, but also we saw Taylor Strecker and Ryan. It was just like a nice, you know, reunion of the crew. It was. It was nice to see some old friends make and, some new ones. And Ben is out of town this whole week. And like, you know, I'm deathly afraid of being alone in my apartment. So like, I have plans every night this week just because like... I can't be in my apartment alone. Like, I will, like, think there's a murderer and, like, lock myself in the bathroom. Yeah. So that was, you know, Tuesday night. Check. Sorry if anyone just saw me, like, Pick touch, nose. touch my nose and then look at it. For a minute, it felt like I had a nosebleed. Oh, my. Well, when you the know seasons the feeling? change, of course, you know I get feeling? crazy nosebleeds. There's, like, when there's, like, a draft in your nose. Yeah, 100%. So I'm really sorry if that looks gross. Like, and the camera was on me. So I just, Jackie was picking her nose. I had to clear that up. Headline. No, it was worse than that. It was, it was worse because I, like, looked at my hand. So today's episode is great because it's Wednesday. We have Dear Toasters. Because we were so busy, like, being extras last night, I did not get a chance to watch Real Housewives of New York. Me neither. Um, but we'll just, like, catch up on the next recap and Dear Toasters is still here because it's Wednesday even though last week's Dear Toasters was like so chaotic Mm -hmm. in a good way you know but I'm glad to be back on our hump day schedule because it just didn't feel right yeah and today we have a lot to talk about because it's all pretty much updates from stories from yesterday and there's much to discuss so I think we should jump right in sooner than later but before we do I just want to make sure that we've hit all of our talking points which is one merch is available now at (laughs) shopmorningtoast.com the summer collection the pet merch Thea worked really hard on designing for all the pups out there and he wants to feel supported by you guys. And we worked really hard getting those photos in the park in the hottest like sun I've ever fucking felt in my life. When I got home, I thought I was going to die. Like, I've just never, like, been that physically laborious in the sun yeah. in the middle of the park, like, with people staring at us. And it was a lot for me to take on physically, but also emotionally and mentally. Yeah. So, for that reason, you should buy the merch. Yeah, and I'm just grateful that we, still, that we didn't end up on Influencers in the Wild. <gasps> Oh my god! I didn't. Even, if you had said that to me, I would have said we. we I wasn't no, participating. But like we were like, it wasn't. In, we weren't being influencery. We, like, we were like working and selling. We our were merch. being entrepreneurs, like with our clothing company. Like, yeah. sorry, we have a successful brand. Maybe if you had a brand that you were passionate about, you would know what it's like to run a brand. But you don't. 
Okay, shopmorningtoast.com, head over there, check it out. Quantities of things are limited. This is not, Everything. This is not an unlimited drop, come as you go. Like, if you want something and you know that you want it, I would say get it ASAP. Because I do believe, like, it's early in the morning when we're recording this right now, I do believe that your shorts in the medium, the exact pair that you're wearing, are already sold out. Wow, but I would also say I could see myself wearing a size small in these shorts. It would just fit a little differently, but cutely. I could also see myself wearing a size large. I could, by the way, I could also wear a size large. There's a really good drawstring. Like, it really expands and it really tightens. So like the sizes are very flexible. That's a good thing to note. Yeah, they are flexible. So that's point number one. And point number two, as always, the Patreon is here for you. Constantly. And if you're not a Patreon member yet, you are missing out. So head over to patreon.com slash morningtoast to get premium content and to support your girls. And you know what's so interesting about the Patreon mm. is that we live in an ever-changing world, you know? Things are constantly shifting, evolving. That's what makes us, you know, such a great country. But the Patreon's always there for you. Like constantly... In this tumultuous world, there is a constant, and that's the patreon.com slash morning toast. It's true. It's really, really true. So head over there and enjoy premium content, really. And enjoy the stability that comes along with it. Yeah. It, it could be a little chaotic sometimes. It's, it wouldn't be chaotic if it wasn't us. But the chaotic, the chaos is what makes it stable. So, that's <laughs> gorgeous. Like, absolutely The stunning. chaos is you can rely on. Chills. Chills. <laughs> okay, and now, I think that's all for me. Always, you know, it's a good time to become a redhead. We have two weeks till the new episode drops, so if, like, you wanted to pick up the new book, it would be a good time. Yeah. And that's that on that. Truly. For me. For me. I really don't have many life updates either. We were just so busy yesterday, like, shooting our, you know, being entrepreneurs, shooting our merch collection, becoming, you know, Real Housewives of New Jersey, that, like, I really don't have that much to update. The party was just, like, so fun. Yeah. And it was open bar, which was just, like, an interesting factoid. What did you think it was going to be? I don't know. I just like never thought like what our housewife parties, like the bar situation. Is it a cash bar? Uh, we've been to, you know, a Potomac event where Karen Huger was dismayed at the cash bar. And she said, well, that was a choice. So I was just curious. Like, and it was open bar. I thought people would appreciate that little like interesting factoid. Yes, but I would not expect anything less. For I, Mar well, Margaret not. hosted the party. So yeah. she's like a true hostess. I thought the, I don't know why I just assumed the party was going to be at her house. And when we were on the way, I was like, can't wait to see Margaret's house. And you were like, it's not at her house. I did. I do really want to see it, though. Yeah. Her well, maybe you'll get Reno. yourself invited. Maybe. I, hopefully I was a good guest last night. I'll get myself invited back. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I think without further ado to do, 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 I read a comment that someone didn't like it. So I'm going to skip over that today. Maybe. No. Okay. Without further ado. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Where are you? Okay. He's right here because it's home day. That's it. That's that on that. Do, do, do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Oh, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh no. Is everything okay, Claudia? She oh has my risen. God, sorry. She has risen. That was one of the symptoms of my RDH flare-ups. I just kind of like, you know, zone out for a second, but I'm, I'm feeling okay. But my doctor did recommend I tell everyone about today's sponsor. Please do. Please get that off your chest. I would be remiss. I would be devastated. I would even be heartbroken if I didn't let you know that today's episode is brought to you, sponsored by Curology. We used to think our skin goals were unattainable. What are some of your skin goals? Like, I just want to have, like, dewy, well-moisturized, no blackhead, like, not 
skin. Is that so much to ask? No, and I think the kids are calling it glazed donuts. Yes. That's what I want. Whether you're trying to take control of acne or if acne is no longer your top concern, fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, or clogged pores, Curology will customize a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked for you to tackle your skincare needs. To get your treatment plan, start by answering questions online about your skin and sending in a couple selfies to Curology. It is a very specific quiz, which makes me feel very seen because literally... Nothing is more different than everyone's type of skin. Like, we should not all be using the same formula. 100%. So the pictures, the questions about texture, bumps, it's actually really, really helpful. After the quiz, Curology matches you with a licensed dermatology provider who gets to know your skin, and if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your acne, fine lines, dark spots, and more. The Curology sets you up then, Curology sets you up with a personalized treatment plan and ships the custom formula right to your door. Honestly, you do the whole process from your couch. It truly couldn't be easier. And if there's things that have been bothering you about your skin and just drugstore products aren't working for you, it's probably time to take it to the next level, level because Curology is custom formulated for you. Nobody has skin just like you. Therefore, nobody should have the same formula as you. And that's what Curology is here to do. Help with texture, complexion, clarity, pore size, anything. Take control of acne, dark spots, breakouts, or whatever your, your unique concerns may be with a powerful skincare treatment made just for you today. Go to Curology.com TMT for a free 30-day trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot TMT to unlock your free 30-day trial. See Curology.com for all the details thank you for that claudia i'm glad to see you're feeling better it was a pleasure yeah i mean whew, it was touch and go there for a minute okay first story update from yesterday erica jane's lawyers drop her after the hulu documentary the housewife and the hustler not to be confused with the baker well, i don't know if that's the reason no but, uh, but it, did, actually, it did come after i don't know and by the way they did drop her after, after this was that's just chronological that's just facts so they actually released a statement that was vague but also like somewhat specific about why they decided to part ways and i've been watching like lawyers on tiktok kind of break it down yeah so this is what happened dinsmore and soul llp filed paperwork to withdraw as erica jane's counsel in her estranged husband tom girardi's chapter 7 bankruptcy case the law firm claimed it notified jane of its decision no later than monday coincidentally the same day the alarming documentary dropped while it is unclear what exactly went wrong, the lawyers said in their court documents that, quote, the relationship of trust and confidence that is essential to a properly functioning attorney-client relationship has broken down, and in the good faith assessment of counsel, the relationship is irreparable. So, yes, uh, what I learned on TikTok is that, like, when this happens, like, the lawyer has to provide some sort of reason for why they decided to drop, but I guess whatever the reason was, whatever the breach of trust is, telling the court would like breach their attorney client privilege so it's like very complicated but basically like I guess Erica did something behind their backs is what they're saying correct I don't know or sometimes it might just be as simple as the obvious which is that they watched this documentary and realized what was ahead of them like I, I know that it, maybe it's it's not like that I don't think lawyers are watching documentaries on ABC News and like making like great decisions from it like I think with that, Dana and Danielle Staub like no for but real. like I think this documentary has really changed the tone of this case but see the thing with lawyers is like you know everyone gets a lawyer like OJ Simpson had a lawyer and he had a really good one like everyone even the worst people in the world are entitled to a lawyer like yeah. murderers so whether or not a lawyer thinks that they're gonna win they still stick on the case they gotta get paid you know yeah. So Eric, I mean, unless Erica can't pay them anymore. Yeah. But see, no matter what, like a lawyer obviously is going to do the best job to get you to win. But like low key, they don't really care. Like they get paid no matter what. They're going to try and do their best job. But they're not. Gonna, I feel like they're not going to not take on a case if they can't win. Unless you're like Tom Girardi where like, you know, 
you have a record and you don't want to like lose. Yeah, but they don't just take on any case. I do think that lawyers are discerning, but clearly they they decided already to take on her case. So maybe something like personal happened. That's maybe, what it sounds like, like. Or she was dishonest with them and now they found out new information and they, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's very vague, but it's also really crazy. Like this has just not been a good week for Erica. Yeah. And I feel like before this documentary came out, but we knew about like all the lawsuits and stuff. Her like activity on social media has been like pretty consistent. Like she's been acting like kind of like nothing's wrong. Like she's being kept out of it. But now I feel like things have definitely changed. The tone in which we are regarding Erica Jane has been changed because I feel like now more than ever, I feel like she, she knew. Because of the documentary. Yes. The documentary has changed things. Yes. For me, because I'm a moron, you know, yeah. like, and I'm easily swayed by documentaries yeah but I think also we were ready to regard this one with the title and the cover photo and the Danielle yeah. Staub opening like we were ready to be like oh this is like a farce Trash. but it wasn't yeah I just don't think that the documentary swayed the opinions of her lawyers like I think there was so much more going on behind the scenes yeah, yes for sure but the timing is sus. yes the timing is very suspicious and, and now we also have this episode coming out tonight, which we will definitely be recapping tomorrow. Also, if you're looking for the Housewife and the Hustler recap, we did a huge one yesterday. So if you don't watch yesterday's episode, that's where it is. Huge. Like, you don't think they could have watched a documentary and found out that Jardy Keese gave her $20 million? That's in, that's in court records. If her lawyers didn't know that, they're not very good lawyers. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to think what they might have found out that they didn't know. Everything ABC News pulled, they pulled from public paperwork. Like, the lawyers... Or had that information months ago. That's true. That's true. I'm going to think and on it. And if they didn't think she could win and they didn't want to take it on for that reason, they never would have taken her on. Like, Yeah. No, I don't think it was because they didn't think she should win. I think they found something out that totally yes. changes her case, that she was dishonest that with them That we don't about, know yet. That, may, oh, maybe. Yes. I, that's what I think, too. Yeah. But it's that's just, just very conjecture. Suspicious. And I think we've made it extremely clear that like we don't really understand um, lawyer. No, I'm an expert now. Like I watch a documentary. Life. I know everything. But you watch what? The documentary, I'm basically a lawyer. Right, but the documentary only tells us so much. Like, we don't know what we don't know, and that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah, but it all comes out in the wash. Like, once, once the trials start, everything's delayed because of COVID and also because Tom is claiming he has Alzheimer's now and is not fit to stand trial. But once everything starts rolling, like, that's all public information like we'll be able to find out whatever we want yeah just these things take so long and people's attention spans are so short and I by won't the time care. we ever we even find out it's like two seasons of Beverly Hills in the can and we've all moved on so true it's just it's really frustrating you just want that instant gratification justice. where's my gavel instant justice instant justice so that's a crazy turn of events we will keep you posted tonight Beverly Hills is on I'm really looking forward to this episode now knowing what we know and now that we're finally breaching this topic like we know that at the end of last week's episode, she texted all the girls, Tom and I filed for divorce. And that was literally like 48 hours before the whole thing unraveled. Yes, of course. So I think it's so important that the documentary came out this week because now we like are going into this with eyes wide open. It was definitely intentional timing. Yeah. No, but I think it was good timing because you were saying yesterday you didn't know if it was a little too soon because the things hadn't happened yet. We're still waiting for the court. The documentary dates. had no ending because this courts haven't even started opening the trial. But here's the thing. The documentary's ending is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This was just a little prequel. The what? Is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, we're going to go on the journey for the ending. This was a prequel. We needed this information. Yeah, but also Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica shows us what she wants to show us. Yeah, but The documentary but was like the cold so hard truth. now that there's so much out there, Bravo is going to pry. 
she got away with that for a long time because it just seemed like she had the kind of a Yeah, but what we're watching was filmed in life. November. Uh, where everything starts to unravel. Yeah, I know, but Erica, we're still seeing it through Erica's POV. So, like, she's going to show us what she wants to show us. I do think the reunion will be transformative if she shows up. Yeah. You well, think she could no, go to jail? I like, think she'll show up and be like, it's an ongoing court case. I can't talk about it. That's not enough. That is not enough. No, but, like, that's what everyone does and everyone gets away with it. No, but that's what everyone does when it's, like, their husbands. Like, fake, you know, like, Beverly Beach. Like, this is the feds, you know? This is the U.S. attorney. Like, we need information, Erica. We it's do. It's not going to work for me. I'm excited to watch tonight. Me too. Okay, next story. Another update from yesterday. We shared how Michael Costello shared a story about Chrissy Teigen bullying him. And now Leona Lewis says she was deeply hurt by Michael Costello. What? After he accused Chrissy Teigen of bullying. Leona Lewis is, you didn't see her Instagram stories? Mm -mm. I'll share. I was so busy yesterday. Like, I know. it never happens. Leona Lewis is calling out Michael Costello one day after the fashion designer accused Chrissy Teigen of bullying him. Oh my, in this a, is so messy. In like, a lengthy Instagram story post, the Bleeding Love singer claimed that at that he made her feel, quote, very awkward and uncomfortable at a 2014 fitting for a charity fashion show that she claimed she ended up not being able to participate in. She explained that she was speaking out about Costello, who claimed on Monday that he has unhealed trauma due to his alleged experiences with Tegan because, quote, the pot calling the kettle black in this situation doesn't sit right with her. She said, I usually don't speak on subjects like this, but honestly, I feel that I have to say something as I've dealt with years of insecurity from it. I was asked to take part in a fashion show to raise money for charity. Michael Costello was assigned as my designer. And as an excited young woman, I flew all the way to New York and was so honored to work with him because I adored his dress dresses. Mm -hmm. She said that she was made to feel very awkward and uncomfortable at her fitting because the dress was a sample size. And she alleged that Costello and his clean clearly did not want to alter it to fit me. This came as a total surprise because weeks prior, I was told that they would make the dress work for me. At the next fitting the night before the show with no explanation at all, Michael refused to turn up. He no longer wanted to dress me and he abandoned his commitments to me and the show. Show, which made me well aware that I wasn't the body type required. That's sad. Yeah. Um, did Michael respond? No, no response yet. Um, okay. I want to say a few things. One, that's not cool of Michael. Like if, it, let's say everything Leona Lewis is saying is true, like not cool. I don't really um, like understand how it's relevant. Like, okay, that's like a, like that's not a good interaction with Michael Costello, but it doesn't really have anything to do with it. And it's not really even close to on the level of what Michael's saying happened between him and Chrissy Teigen. Like, telling him to kill himself and blackballing him. Like, that's just like a, like a, that's a being a rude person. I don't know. Like, yeah. seems like, okay, thanks for this anecdote, but like, it's not really relevant. Well, she's just like saying, you know, it, yeah, I, pot calling the kettle black. And then I'm sure in a few days we'll hear of someone who felt bullied by Leo Lewis. Yeah, no, it's like a second. Like, everyone's been mean to someone. Yeah, but also I, I'm sure this totally happened in the way that she experienced it, where she went one day and the dress didn't fit. And then the next and last time there were, they all pulled out. But I could imagine a scenario in which, from Michael Costello's perspective, like, that is just 1% of what happened in his life. Yeah. And maybe it had nothing to do with any of that. I really hope he responds to this. Me too. Because it feels like a story where there could be more to this story from his perspective, just because, like, you never know what's actually going on with someone else. So maybe, like, sometimes your perception... Oh, wait. There's a video. Oh. Okay, he's taking a picture of his phone, of a... a Leona Lewis's Instagram, so sassy in my at Michael Costello red dress. So she's, he's showing that and he said, 
Leona Lewis, no diss, no shade, no hate. I love you and your music. I still follow you, but not sure what happened. I've reached out to you personally, and I have seven emails from the last four years and these past nine weeks from your team and stylist still requesting looks. The last email was May 17th, 2021. Leona, I'm still a fan, and I'm not coming for you, but let's talk about what you were feeling about this dress. I thought you were happy. Oh, and I guess this picture he's showing is on her Instagram in 2015. She's wearing the red dress, and she captioned it, I look so sassy in my Aunt Michael Costello dress. Oh, and then he posted another picture of the two of them from his Instagram in 2014. I still love Leona Lewis. I'm not sure what happened between the middlemen or what happened in translation. I love you, Leona. Then a screenshot of an email, a request, Leona Lewis. Somebody emailed him. Hi, Michael. I hope you've been well. I'm a styling assistant. who will be dressing Leona Lewis for a special performance of the American Idol finale. She'll be performing a duet, blah, blah, blah. Here's the details. They basically wanted her in a Michael Costello dress. And he captioned that screenshot. If I made you feel bad in 2014, but you still wore my dresses and request them, can we try and figure out what got lost in translation with the dress you wore? You looked beautiful in it. Another one. Um, I thought she looked beautiful. Sorry, I'm not doing interviews about this. He's talking about the original red dress in 2014 that there's a picture of on her okay, Instagram. Okay, so that was the dress she was supposed to wear She that apparently wasn't made to fit her. And then they all pulled out of the show and she didn't walk in the fashion show at all. So when is she wearing the dress? I don't know. She's wearing it and she's fully glammed up. He said, I thought she looked beautiful. Sorry, I'm not doing interviews about this, but I will talk about it here. If you think Leona looked beautiful, let me know. Negative and positive comments. Trust me, I see them all. Even the ones where people are now telling me to kill myself. Oh, God. Oh, and he shared the post. This is Leona Lewis. She turned off the comments from 2015. So sassy in my at Michael Costello dress. So she said she... Oh, and he wrote... Here's a big... Sorry, one more statement he wrote. No, no, no. This is so interesting. I like how he's just like tackling everything straight from his Instagram. Dear Leona. Leona? Leona. Leona. Yeah. Hello, it's Michael. I reached out to you directly in an Instagram DM after seeing your Instagram stories, but I have yet to hear from you. Given that you have publicly shared your experience with me on Instagram about coming to me privately first, I have no choice but to respond to you here as I tried reaching out to you privately without much luck. I was really surprised to hear about your traumatic experience with me from the Go Go Red Women's Charity event in 2014. I flew to New York just to fit you, and we had a wonderful time at the fitting. I fangirled over you, told you how much I loved your songs. You are one of the most talented and beautiful women I know. We took photos, and I left options of dresses for you with the charity. You told me you absolutely love the dresses, so much so that even after the event in 2014, you continue to wear and post me on your own Instagram in 2015. Your team has continuously reached out to me to pull custom looks for you, which I was happy to create. The most recent request I received from you was May 2021. Afterwards, you even invited me personally to fit you in Los Angeles. I remember having a brief conversation complimenting you on your dresses and your beautiful home. I don't take accusations of body shaming lightly as I have built a career celebrating diverse women of all shapes and sizes. But if I did unintentionally hurt you and you continued to support me, I want to apologize to you directly. This caught me by surprise. I am completely blindsided as you have always looked fabulous in my gowns and I thought you truly loved them. Please forgive me if your Instagram stories caught me by surprise. You have never indicated to me how you felt, and you've continuously warned me, tagged me, and had your team reach out to request more dresses, as recent as last month. I've lost tons of opportunities, sleepless nights, and I'm not in a good mental state of mind. I wish you spoke to me directly instead of on Instagram, especially when I am at my most vulnerable moment. After years of trauma and getting blacklisted with receipts shown to me by all my friends and allies, I've been suicidal and often feel no purpose to live. I pray your intentions are pure and that you're not acting recklessly in an attempt to smear me and all the dresses I created for you to save a friend. If, oh, is Monica Rose her stylist? Like, I wonder what friend he's talking about. It's almost done. Or Chrissy. If I were you... 
if you were in my position, I'm sure you would equally be as shocked. Someone who has continuously reached out to ask for more dresses, someone who has supported you, warned you, tagged you, all of a sudden comes out and says that you hurt them seven years ago. If I hurt you in 2014 and for whatever reason you've continued to wear me and support me, please, I want to apologize to you. All of this is very shocking for me to hear because you've continued to wear me, tag me, and ask for another dress even last month. Whenever you're ready, I'm here. Let's have a heart-to-heart conversation at Leona Lewis. Oh, okay, uh, Homeboy showed up with the receipts, so I truly don't know what's going on here that's shocking may 2021 but if she had like such a negative experience that she's been hanging on to for so many years you would think like her stylist and her team know not to reach out to michael costello and she would never wear him again and tag him on her instagram and he was in her home yeah literally last year for a fitting what the fuck? Are Leona Lewis and Chrissy Teigen friends? I just Googled them to see if they had, like, and then went to images, but now it's all, like, these articles. Oh, yeah, you're not going to find anything. But, and I don't think Monica is Leona's stylist, because then she would have never worn Michael Costello. Right. No, this is, like, a really interesting... I just, I think the key to this is why didn't she wind up walking in the show? Yes. I just would like to know that. I would like um, Michael to share, because she thinks that Michael pulled them both out. Right, whereas Michael said he went for the fitting, left multiple dresses with the charity, and then went home. Yeah. So who's telling the truth? You know, it could be like these are everyone's versions of the truth. And I think that that's true, but then there is the truth, and so let's get to it. Right, so like what caused her not to walk in the fashion show? Yeah. Especially if the dress looked great. What if it was like the fashion show coordinator was like, the show's running long, Leona, you're out. (laughs) Yeah, right, like who do we blame for the cutting of Leona Lewis? We need to find out. Did she say she just didn't walk in it because she didn't have a dress? No, she said she didn't walk in it because the night before Michael pulled out. Like, he was her designated designer, and then he wasn't going to do the show anymore. But we have a picture of her in the dress. And she felt as though it was because... Of her size. Of her size. Well, like, honestly... And I imagine, like, that's really how she felt. And... Yeah. I just feel like, like, now the conversation is, like, about Leona Lewis and Michael Costello when, like, we're talking about Chrissy Teigen, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like... No, and like I'm saying, even if let's say Leona's version is the version of the truth and Michael's just like lying, let's just say hypothetically, like that doesn't change like what we're all talking about initially, like Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're, they're two totally different things. Yeah, now it's just gonna getting so messy to the point where like I'm about to stop caring. And everyone, that's what happens. Everybody stops caring. Yeah, like I feel like people don't even care about Michael Costello's response. Yeah, I think that they will because it's like so different it's from what she shared. So bizarre. Speaking of bizarre, the Real Housewives of Orange County, casting shakeup. Brought to you by Stamps.com. Are you still going to the post office? Still paying full price or postage? Silly, silly girl. Well, thanks to Stamps.com, you don't have to go anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year because they bring the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package any class of mail. With Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. They save you time and money. It is an absolute no-brainer. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There is no risk. And with our promo code TOAST, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts are required. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in TOAST. That's Stamps.com, promo code TOAST. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. 
Words to live by. Okay, OC, Real Housewives, casting news. Kelly Dodd, Bronwyn Windenberg, and Elizabeth Lynn Vargas are out at Real Housewives of Orange County. And Heather Dubrow is in. In addition to three brand new women who we've never met. Returning to the franchise for the upcoming season is former housewife Heather Dubrow, who exited in 2017 after five seasons. She will join current housewives Shannon Bedore, Gina Kirschenheider, and Emily Simpson. And apparently three new housewives. Here's the thing. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. Here's my thing. Three new housewives does not guarantee anything. Bronwyn was a new housewife. Elizabeth Vargas was a new housewife. Their casting needs a whole new methodology because these women that they're bringing in are just not cutting it. Like, for yeah. a million reasons. Yeah, so it's like, we're not even saying we need new. I like the idea that they're bringing Heather back because I think that they can go and find people who have been on in the past. But I do think, like, when they do that, Lydia, like, it's a horrible... Yeah, no, Heather is the exception though Heather is the Bethany of the OC like I think that she will really elevate the show no matter what but I just don't really see like Heather being on the same show as Gina Kirschenheider like I'm sorry like they're just of two different worlds like Casita versus 27 million dollar like house we are not on the same page like like I just think like they either needed to wipe clean completely and like give me Heather and her friends like that's what I would like who lives in Heather's gated community like give me yeah. that I just think like trying to mix old new I think the production for OC has been so bad for so long and the casting has made literally no sense and even though I think the shakeup is necessary I don't know if this is necessarily it because you're right like three new housewives so they're just gonna be you know Bronwyn Findam Firk and Elizabeth Vargas. And honestly, I don't feel like Elizabeth Vargas got a fair enough shot. I don't think so either. She, she got a COVID season and she has a lot of money and she's nuts. I think she was good. And she gave us like a lot. She has such a crazy backstory. She was trying to be open. Like, I think she deserved more of a chance. I am glad to see Bronwyn go. I just think that she crossed the line. Like, there's just no coming back for her. From the thirstness, like... I will miss Kelly Dodd. I will too, actually. I know she was like so toxic, but... I don't know. She. Nestled. I think she was such a good housewife. She always kept it interesting, even when she wasn't a part, actively a part of the, of drama, the drama, which she always was. But even when she was just, you know, laying low for a season, like she's just like funny and interesting and and her own woman. She also provides like a very good like narration slash comedy through her interviews um, that I think is like necessary. It's like a Bethany type, like just being funny in your interviews and like giving a realistic kind of perspective on what's going on but a lot of the audience just did not like her well I and her lifestyle has changed so much like the apartment like you know like I'm just she's not in the apartment she was in the no, apartment but now she's married to Rick no I know and she's like in this little house like they she's need, in the nice house she's in a small house like they she's, need, in, this she's is living a show. on the same street as Shannon Shannon's house is little too and I was just about to get to Shannon too like this is an aspirational show and OC is falling into the Real Housewives of New York category like where everyone is living in tiny houses it's a show about women who used to be rich and now they're not and they rely on the show for like all of their lifestyle groceries like but if you're cutting people out based on the size of their homes Kelly wouldn't be on that list like she yes would, she would no but it would be Gina yeah Shannon and Kelly it would literally be all of them except for Emily. No, but Emily lives in a nice house. But it, they live at in Newport Beach, so it's like and, and right. And the show is about Orange County. Newport Beach and Orange County are not the same. They are apparently no, but like now what? They're the same. They're the same. But now they all live in Newport. Yeah, most of them, and I think Heather Dubrow lives in Newport too. Okay, I'm just saying, like, none of these houses are cutting it. This is a show about rich women. Like, literally, even, they've, they've all elevated, like, from the apartment, yeah, from Shannon's rental. But they live in small beach houses, like, all next to each other. Like, this is an aspirational show. Like, 
$27 million home. Heather Dubrow, thank you so much. Emily's is not my favorite, but it's a nice big house, and that's what I'm looking for. Like, I need that. Bronwyn's, like, fake mansion that was literally, like, on, it was like a mansion built on a regular street with two homes so close to each other you could see into the neighbor's bathroom. But like, that's what beach houses, like, it's in not a good beach for, It's not good enough for me. Okay, but Elizabeth had a big house. Not she, good enough for me either. That wasn't big enough for you. No. No, it wasn't. And she also was, like, weird about her money, like her Porsche, you know? So it should just be Heather on the show because no one else has Yes, a I think they should build a show around Heather. Like, Heather actually runs in a fabulous circle of people, and these women are just not fabulous anymore. And sometimes they make good TV, like even Gina, who I don't really like. She made good TV sometimes. But, like, again, the casita. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Well, she'll still be around. I think that Heather Dubrow's stipulation was always that she would never come back to the show while Kelly Dodd was on. Interesting. So I think that they might have had to get rid of Kelly to make room for Heather. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I just think, honestly, if I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I think that, like you said, like this, the show is now all on Heather to save the show. I think it's too much pressure. And also most people wouldn't be able to live up to that. I don't think Heather will be able to. Yeah. Because she never gets her hands dirty. She was always like this, you know, little bubbly character running around just like sprinkling her fairy dust on the show. She's not the show. It's actually a really good call. But also, what is like this attachment to Shannon Bedore? I like Shannon Bedore. Like, I'm not, I'm just saying like, the Trace Amigas were cut, Shannon stayed. Literally the whole cast is cut, Shannon stayed. She's not bringing it like she used to. And again, the house, like, I'm sorry, I just... I think I don't understand the attachment. I think that my guess would be that like in, you know, focus groups and Q scores, Shannon tests really high. I think that people have this, viewers have an attachment to her for what she went through. I think it's sort of like Teresa Judice. Like she will always be a part of it. We will always like feels. And I was one of those Shannon people who like really was empathetic towards her. I don't feel that way anymore, but I think a lot of women do do. Okay. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. That would be my hypothesis. But it's just like she was a part of the Trace Amigas and she was the only one who didn't get cut. And then when she didn't get cut, she became part of like this new group of women. Everyone gets cut. Shannon stays. She is this like sort of anchor in the show. And for a while I was like here for it, but now I just don't really understand it anymore. It's like just kind of dead weight. Yeah. I think that OC should pivot towards really being like more of like those influencer mommies type of show. Like, and Amanda Stanton has a nice house. Um... Tarek and Heather Ray Young. Yeah, she's on another show. I feel like there are a more so successful many. And you know who's actually in that community a little bit too? I feel like Gretchen. Like I just feel like oh. there's a whole community of like influencers in Orange County who are like young moms who they could make like Real Housewives of OC like its own thing again. Yeah, I just just like, like just always trying to compete with the big leagues, and it's just not that. There's just like random women being pulled in different directions. I agree. There's no like real true social circle. That's why like. Even though Heather Dubrow is not the most interesting, like, pot-stirring, whatever, if she has, like, a fabulous group of women friends in her community who would be, like, down, that would be a great show. And that could, could compete with the big leagues. Yeah, but I but don't, I don't think, think they want to be on. And I don't think even, I don't know that she has that. Yeah. You know? Like, where is her home? Who are her neighbors? I don't know. Who lives near Heather Dubrow? We have to go location scouting. We'll have to look at the aerial view. Knock on some doors. Yeah. That's what the, honestly, OC casting should be doing. I'm sure that they do. Like knock on doors, truly? Like, yeah. They should. Whatever. Let's be positive. It's something. Like last season was so bad. 
partially because of COVID, but just partially because of this ragtag group of women. I do feel, I do agree with some of the cuts. I do think Elizabeth Vargas, like, could have been given a second chance, like, building her big house and her big charity, you know, like, that whole thing. Like, there could have been something there, but whatever. I agree. Let's see. We'll see, yeah. I love Terry. So excited to see Terry again. Yeah. But you could always see Terry on Botched. No, I do not like Botched. Oh, I think Botched is so good. Oh, my God, it makes me so nauseous. Like, I literally, like, my, like, I can't watch it, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just have to close your eyes. Like, the pulling of the skin. Oh, my God, it, like, really grosses me out. But it's a really good show. Okay, next story, another update from yesterday. We shared that Alex Cooper is taking her show to Spotify for around $20 million. Correction slash update, it's $60 million. It's 20, we weren't wrong. It's $20 million per year. No, but I mean, Variety wasn't wrong. Variety was reporting $20 million and then it changed yesterday. Oh, it did? Yeah. Because like the announcement fully came out. No, and I, yeah, I think they, they got more clarity on the situation. That's what it's worth. Like I actually, when I first heard $20 million, I'm like, that's kind of little. Oh, really? Yeah. And now I feel even more steadfast in my opinion from the call her daddy drama that like they specifically Sophia were not even close to being greedy for asking for a million dollar salary like the show was worth so much more right 60 times more literally so it's just so crazy like it's like it's just been in the news so much for like the last year and like this is definitely like the end of the the chapter like now call her daddy is like found a permanent home yeah at least for the next three years and it's just so crazy yeah it's really crazy the first episode came out I haven't had a chance to to take a listen but is there a guest I don't know I didn't even I didn't look at anything I, I couldn't wait to, I wasn't up till midnight <laughs> 60 million me neither I went to bed so early <laughs> I was literally exhausted from being an extra no it's hard work no, putting like, the show on our back, and like you want to like stand straight and like smile the whole time, make sure you have nothing in your teeth, and like being that self aware for so many hours, even though the camera's literally not even looking at you, it's exhausting. Yeah, so and, I went to bed really early. And some too. of us were failed in having nothing in our teeth. Yeah, Jackie, because had, like, one a big time Jackie opened up. Goldschneider came to our table. I was like, had just taken a bite of food, and I felt stuff in my teeth, so I was like keeping my mouth shut the whole time. So that'll be fun if that comes to air. And it was Spanakopita, which is spinach, which is like the most cl- like classic. No, I yeah. felt it, and so at least I knew. You, and at least you were like, yeah, yeah and, and, hi, oh Jackie. my god, like big smile. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fifth and final story, a little almost casting news that I find so interesting. As we know, before, wait, really quickly, somebody pointed something out to me yesterday, and I was laughing hysterically when we were talking about Gaston, and we were talking about the prequel and how you know Hugh Jackman might be good for the sequel. Gaston dies in Beauty and the Beast. There is no sequel. Hmm. Just wanted to make issue a correction. I feel like they could have. They could make it that, like, Gaston had, like, a life-threatening injury. He bounces back. Yeah, I guess we never got, like, confirmation, but he falls off the roof in, you know, the battle with the beast. Yeah, maybe he fell on his feet. Sure, yes. You never know. I think they can make it work. That's not neither here nor... Oh, he fell... Yeah, he was like... He fell on his back. Literally, he would have to have complete spinal reconstruction surgery (laughs) from his shattered spine. It People be, have come back from worse. It, it could be done. It yeah. could be done. But you know, it is like the French Revolution. I don't know if they have the technology for that yet, like the medicine and the science. But they do have magic because it was Beauty and the Beast. So maybe Agatha comes through and oh. says, I'll fix your spine. If you become if, a better man. If you become a better man. Or they put, oh, then they put the beast hex on Gaston. Yeah. And he loses his good look. That's a really good premise. 
You're welcome. Free idea, just like Jake and Logan fighting each other. <laughs> okay, a little almost casting news. As we know, Anne Hathaway was not the first pick for Devil Wears Prada. Ninth. She was ninth, but do you want to know who the first pick was, who they offered the role three times they wanted her to play so badly? Rachel McAdams. Yes. I did see this news story. Oh, you, I was like, is this old news? But no, you saw it. Rachel McAdams was the first choice for the role of Andy, director. She would have been great. Uh, she would have been amazing. That chaotic and morning glory energy. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, she would have been great. Yeah. Do you think she wanted to die like when she didn't take it? I don't know. Director David Frankel said that prior to casting Hathaway, the studio initially wanted to cast a well-known actress to play the part. She turned it down three times. The studio was very determined to have Rachel star in that movie, and she was very determined not to do it. That's so interesting. I wonder why. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I'm sure now she's like, everything happens for a reason, but the... the She's fine. And the success of the movie was so big. But I'm sure she knew it would be a successful movie. Like Meryl Streep was in it. Yeah, that's true. It's fashion. It's Vogue. Like, So why didn't she want that role? Why didn't she want to be that girl? Maybe she had another project that she was like passionate about. Maybe. And maybe if you had a business that you were passionate about, you would know what it's like to turn out a movie. But you don't. <laughs> um... I could definitely see Rachel McAdams like being Andy Anderson or whatever her name was. No, yeah. Andy Anderson is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. No. And also some of the other actresses that they wanted before Anne, Kirsten Dunst. No, I couldn't see it. Scarlett Johansson. Couldn't no. see it. Natalie, no, she's too beautiful, like conventionally beautiful. Whereas like Andy in the beginning has to like have frizzy hair and like try it's and It's literally look ugly. Princess Diaries. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> literally. Natalie Portman. No. no. Kate Hudson would have been really good, I think. No. No. Andy Anderson, but she's just like a little too cliche commercial. Yes. Well, they literally said more commercial actresses. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously, everything happens for a reason. But that Anne would Hathaway. be crazy if she did take it because that would mean that she's in Mean Girls, The Notebook, and The Devil Wears Prada. Literally, like three movies that are so ingrained in our culture and like in the zeitgeist of like our generation. That would just be crazy. She would be like the biggest actress of all time. Yeah, and plus Morning Glory, like I know we just, we regard it as an important no, movie, but others don't. No, I know every everybody does. Um, but you know what I like on Watch Rabbit's Live when they and always, Wedding Crashers. Yes, on Watch Rabbit's Live, Andy always does like you know um, ask questions about things famous actresses like went out for, didn't get, turned down, do they regret it? And you know, really, even like huge like things, people like someone turned on the Titanic or whatever. People like successful actors, they really don't regret most of those decisions. Like they just like. It's just like a choice that you make in life. Like you don't think about little things like, I wish I took that job, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, if you're on watch, what happens live as a guest, like things worked successful. out, things worked out for you. So I guess, yeah, you wouldn't lament what you didn't do. Even but maybe though, like, they just say that publicly. Rachel McAdams like was too good for the Devil Wears Prada, but she wasn't too good for Eurovision, the movie. I just don't see how that kind of parallel, like how that maybe makes sense. Maybe it came down to the paycheck. For sure. But like Rachel McAdams is like really did a good job of being like a teen star to like a full like spotlight you know she went from mean girls to spotlight get you a girl who could do both but yes she was a, a star for the teens but she wasn't 18 no it's she was like 27 she, yeah, when she was like she was a child star who transitioned no but like she was going to the teen choice awards like for mean yeah. girls with gretchen wieners yeah same with amanda seafried a lot of those girls transitioned well from mean girls some of them not so some much. of them didn't but some I of them think went to hallmark and what better place to be? Um, let's dive into Dear Toasters because we have no TV recap segment today. And the Dear Toasters is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available to you in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide 
worldwide where you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting, waiting room again as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast. And join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Morning Toast listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash toast. BetterHelp is the perfect sponsor for Dear Toasters because sometimes we can't help you. But That's true. But BetterHelp can. All right, first up, again, toasters at gmail.com is our email if you ever want to write in about a quandary you're having or update us if we've ever read something about your story on air. Hi, Jackie and Claudia. Oh, sorry. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. I enjoy Dear Toasters so much. I recently got engaged last month and one of my childhood friends immediately congratulated me by saying, ah, I've never been in a wedding. <laughs> And I was not planning on making her a bridesmaid at all. On social media, she saw that I was out to dinner with a friend and my friend captioned it wedding planning. She then texted and asked what the when the bachelorette and wedding was. I haven't even started everything, anything and I'm already overwhelmed with her involvement. We've stayed in contact since we were 10 years old, but I wouldn't consider her to be a best friend of mine as of right now. My fiance and sister have advised that I need to make her a bridesmaid, but I do not want to. How do I tell her that I'm not asking her? Do I just ignore when the time comes? I'm sort of a people pleaser, so I know I'll feel guilty, but I also don't want to be a doormat and have her forced into my wedding party. Please help. I agree. Like, this is a time to be selfish. Like, you don't just give away bridesmaids cards. They're because, coveted positions. Yeah, just because she's being a bulvan. I'm just in a place in reading the story. I'm just like, you need to rip off the band-aid. Send a text message. Be like, thank you so much for the love and support. I'm keeping my bridal party small. So, unfortunately, you won't be. A, like, find a way to say I'm it. more of the ignoring. Find, no, don't ignore Because this girl's not going away. And, like, it will hurt more. It will sting more if it's last minute. And, like, she sees that there's a bachelorette party, like, without her. Just be like, I'm... Sorry if you expected otherwise. I am keeping my bridal party small and blah, blah, blah. I can't wait to celebrate with you at the wedding. Yeah. Just Don't fucking make her one rip for the sure. band-aid off. I'm just really in a state of mind. You're of in just a place like, in your life? I'm in a place in my life of just like speak your truth mm. and move the fuck on. Well, definitely don't just give her and the position. And don't let this eat you up. Like you, it will, will literally be on your mind if you ignore it until like That's the conversation happens. Like just send the text and move on. Yeah, definitely do not give away the position just because like you feel pressured. I think your fiance and your sister are giving you like truly terrible advice. Definitely do not make this girl one. And how you want to handle it is up to you. Like, I could definitely understand someone, like, just wanting to ignore it and hoping it go, goes away. But the more mature and, like, nice thing to do for your friend of 20 years is to send it up. But I just want to say, I think she's also being manipulative. Because Agreed. even if my best friend on earth got engaged, I wouldn't say, can't wait to be a part of the bridal party. You I've don't never, assume. I wouldn't say, can't wait to be in your wedding. Like, it's not about me. Like, and it's not a given. No, Some people not, don't no, even have, have bridesmaids. It's literally my sister gets engaged. I know I'm being a bridesmaid. I'm still not making it about me being a bridesmaid. I think this girl's manipulative, and I think you should put an end to it. Because no one, people don't say that. No, like, this is actually really toxic of her. You're 100% right. She's, she knows she's on the fence, and she's trying to not give you a choice. But let her know you have choices, and you've made it. Yes, it's a choice, and you've made it. Send the text. Wow. Hashtag 
send the text. That one almost slipped right by us. I didn't even realize like the, if, the I, manipulation. if I were her, I would never just be like, can't wait to be in your wedding, even if it's my childhood best friend of No, it's like years. a really toxic thing to do. It's not even that. It's just like, that's not how people speak because news alert, it's not about you. It's about the people getting married. We get so many dear toasters about like weddings and engagements. And honestly, I feel like there's a special fucking place in hell for anyone who makes someone else's wedding, engagement, bachelorette party, bridal shower about them. Like mm-hmm. I think those are the wor- literally the worst people ever, especially when it's a grown ass female, like woman. No, and if you're getting married, like it usually is because you have to be a grown ass female. Right, and then it's like mother-in-laws, like that's just so toxic. And it's so, there's a special place in hell, dead serious, for like women who do that. Yeah, and I think that those women in these moments serve to show you like who is going to sp- like be in your life yes. and who is manipulative and makes everything about them. Because as life goes on, life gets harder and you don't have time for people like this. And you're not meant to be friends with everyone forever. So people like no doubt will just fall off of your life, all of, off of your content plate. And the ones that stick around are the people who like know their place. No, like all of the rigmarole of weddings are there to let you know like who you need to china from your life. Like, who cannot handle? And I think that this friend of 20 plus years needs to be China. No, she can sit in the back row yeah. of the wedding. Um, all right, we also have another wedding one. Great. Your Majesties. Wow, no one's ever called us that before. I don't even know where to begin. I was engaged and supposed to be married last year. Very long story short, he ended up being a drug addict that I did, that didn't want to change, and I was right for leaving. However, I planned a bomb-ass honeymoon to Europe with a lovely travel agent that I obviously didn't get to go on. I feel bad because this ain't, The saint of a travel agent, I'm sure, worked on commission and didn't get it when I had to cancel. I also feel bad because this is my dream trip that I planned essentially by myself and I really want to go on it. Is that weird? I'm taking a massive test for my professional career next month and I could have rewarded myself with this trip, but I'd be going by myself with it being so last minute friends and family didn't have time to come up with the money. I'd truly feel RDH if I didn't take this opportunity, but I've never traveled alone and there's the shadow of of my would have been honeymoon hanging over everything too. Help, a travel hungry toaster. (gasps) Go! Literally go. Like, go, go, go. If you are someone who's even considering traveling by yourself, I think you are able to travel by yourself. I think that you'll be able to handle the solitude of it. Also, there's so much to see. There's so many new people to meet. So I think that you should definitely go. I think this could be so therapeutic. I recently traveled by myself to a wellness fitness retreat. And it was the greatest thing I ever did for myself in my life. So, I mean, for me, it was it was a retreat that I needed. But for others, it's a European vacation. And I think, like, you're going to be like Lizzie McGuire. Like, you're going to live it up. You're going to wind you're gonna up. You're going to be a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda for wind sure. Wind up on stage at the Coliseum. And I'm so excited for that for you. Go, go, go. Definitely go. But also evaluate the type of person you are. Like, I know if somebody literally offered me an all-expense paid trip to Paris by myself, like, I would turn it down. I'm not that type of person. So I just like, I just want you to make, I really think you should go, but also make sure like you're the type of person who's content traveling alone. Like I am not. No, but here's the thing. Like she already, we already know that she is because you would never even think or consider to go on this trip by yourself. So you're having the the urge. So the fact that like you're having this urge and like you're just looking for the encouragement, encouragement, completed and be one of those people like be one of those freaks who like talks people on the plane like talks people at the hotel like go to the hotel bar maybe we'll meet a fellow soul traveler who's you know fiance didn't work out like there's the endless possibilities like and we're living in a post-pandemic world norma kamali would say go and not only go take a jeep to the edge of a cliff in italy or whatever it is that you're going and just go jump no totally and you know it could be e pray love i've never seen the movie i read the book but it seems like that's it's something cool. about that it's something about that or also a movie that about a solo travel traveler holiday in the wild starring kirsten dunst hashtag it was supposed to be her anniversary trip with her husband oh yeah but she still wanted to go and she ended up not leaving 
Watch that movie. Yeah, watch that movie on the plane. It's on Netflix. Or watch, Rob it, Lowe. watch it to get inspired to make the decision. Hashtag WWNKD. What would Norma Kamali do? She would go. And if you want to be like Norma, you should go too. All right, third and final Dear Toasters. Hi, it earn. Okay, buckle up. This is some craziness, and I need help handling this in the best way possible. Okay. Let me paint a picture. My fiance and I recently got engaged in December, and we have planned our wedding for April 9th, 2022. We are thrilled. My brother, who is the sweetest, will be a groomsman in the wedding. He just started dating a girl, first big-time girlfriend back in August. She is awful, but he's in love. I come to recently find out her birthday falls on our wedding day. My first instinct is, whatever, no big deal. She gets to party for free on her birthday. Lucky her. Well, I'm wrong. She just sent me a Facebook message, also who uses Facebook Messenger anymore, at 1 in the morning say, how much is it to switch your wedding day from my birthday? I'm willing to pay. Say 100 grand. What? Say $100,000. We have all of our vendors booked, down payments made. Does she not understand how weddings work? Also, she gets a birthday every year. The audacity. How do I tell her to kindly fuck off? I love my brother, and at this point, he knows I do not like this girl. Although I've been incredibly cordial thus far, I'm worried it will cause a rift in my brother and I's relationship. He says he understands both sides. For a little more context, she has minimal friends and family, so he's kind of all... He's kind of all she has, but still, am I crazy? How do I move forward in peace? Signed, a bothered bride to be. First of all, you are not crazy. That is literally that's the most, that's the most chutzpah dick thing. Literally, you have to have the biggest fucking balls to send a message like that. First of all, nobody cares about your fucking birthday. We're all grown ups. So like, if we're all like at the age of being married and we're all crying about our birthdays, like I can't stand people like that. First no. of all, you're so immature if you do that. First of all, second of all, you have no social awareness. You have no self awareness. You have the biggest chutzpah on planet earth to send a message like that to ask someone i'm willing to pay i hope you ignore this message and just ignore this girl in general like, i think do not give her the time of day you need to sit down or tally up how much it would cost to move everything triple it for you know the time that you would have to spend on working on this and give her a number i'm no, saying i don't even think this message is so say, ludicrous it doesn't no. even deserve a response whatever the cost of the wedding is triple it and say, that's how much. You want to pay me that much? I'll fucking move my wedding. Make a couple G's off of it. No, I think it's such like a rude no, message to even send. It, like, to, to respond to it would be, she needs to be, like, she needs to be put in her place. Like, this is a question that's not even worth answering. But, how much would it cost? I'll pay. Like, are you kidding me? But, like, she's really going to put her in her place. It's her brother's girlfriend. Like, and also, it sounds like right as of right now, she's just going to, like, ignore the situation. I think you should give her a number. See if she'll pay. This is exactly what we were talking about two dear toasters ago. People who make their weddings about you. And you, you might have been nice if she hadn't been such a little bitch. Like, you might have been nice and, like, gotten a cupcake and, like, had people at the wedding, like, saying happy birthday. Like, that would have been cute and nice. A little something for the girl. But, no. Now, China. China. I think you could be enterprising about this and maybe make a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, I, like, I'm seeing who, a, is she a Rockefeller? Like, she's paying for people's weddings? I'm seeing a business opportunity. Yeah, like, make an Excel spreadsheet with the cost of everything. And then also triple it because, you know, you're, the time, stress that it will cost you to move everything. Also, like, you are a business person and investor, so you want to make a little money. And then give her a number. Or just respond, like, a million dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I still think it's no, so say, rude it no, shouldn't no, be responded say, to. Say someone's, like, how much would someone have to pay you to move your wedding? Think about it. I would, I would do it all again for the right A million dollars. A million dollars. Whatever it is. Figure out that number in your head. Give her a figure. Yeah. But still, like seriously. And your brother sounds like a piece of work. I understand both sides. Like, no. And you know what? There's always something very weird about someone who has like very few friends and family around them. Like, what did you do? Like, you are toxic. That's always a red flag. Like, when people have like new girlfriends or friends that they bring around and that person has like no friends or family. Like, that's fucking weird and like yeah. shady. Like, who did you murder? Yeah, no, just everybody hates you, and soon we will, too. Like, that's <laughs> no, what that is. No, soon we'll know why. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All 
Um, all right, so those were Dear Toasters. Very uh, wedding themed. Dear Toasters you at gmail.com. You guys are stressing us out, man. No, I know. That last one like kind of got to me. Like really made me angry. I hope you make some good money off of this. Yeah. That's my hope for you. And I hope that you spend it at shopmorningtoast.com. Our new merch collection, yes. summer 2021, has finally dropped. Shorts, crewnecks, t-shirts, bucket hats, dad hats, and a whole pet collection. Leashes, dog collars, dog toys, dog harnesses, dog bowls that say pjom and pjow on it. Head over to shopmorningtoast.com. Check it out. I'm wearing XL, Jackie's wearing mediums, Theo's wearing, you know, cuteness. I think he's actually wearing small. Um, He's so small. He's so small. But they're also adjustable, so don't worry about that. And that's our show. Correct. That's our show. And we shall see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you guys have an amazing hump day. Do not forget to hump someone you love. Have a great day, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Bye 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 bye.